Hi, this is Lori Wunter of Your Life Corps, and today we're into September, and so this call is about what's up with the energies for the month of September. So welcome uh, to all of you. Uh, we have a number of planets that have been in retrograde and that they are going direct now, or they have gone direct, and so we had uh, Mars that was in retrograde for quite a while, and Mars is now gone direct. Mars is that masculine energy. It's about structure. It's about movement. It's about checklists, getting things done, taking action. And it had been uh, retrograde and then stationary for quite a long time. So that put us right in the middle of uh, a bunch of energy that was standstill. And at that same time, we were getting pummeled. Chiron was kicking up our old wounds and forcing us almost to sit in that energy of our old wounds. And Chiron is still very, very prevalent this year, but at least the energies have softened. So at the end of August, as, Mer as Mars went direct and Mercury went direct, um, we started to feel some of that energy go to a forceful peak, almost like a volcano getting ready to bubble or to burst and then soften a little bit. But we have a couple planets that are going direct yet here in September, and they're very, very pivotal to us. So Saturn has been retrograde, and Saturn goes direct on September 6th, so that's just a few days away, um, and he goes direct in Capricorn, which is really his home turf, and Saturn really shows us how we experience our reality. Uh, it also shows us where we meet resistance, and we discover those limitations, so it kind of stretches us to shift our reality. So if you think about where we've been the last couple of months, we've been, done a lot of internal work, we've kind of processed some of those old wounds, and, and for some, this actually might be some uh, ancestral wounds that we are processing, it might, might be some of your own past lifetime wounds that you're processing, but we have definitely been in that mode of processing. So with Saturn, Saturn also re represents the conscience and where we have our moral conviction. That's the things that we stand for, it's the laws and the rules, the things that we choose to obey. You know, we, we've got laws and rules that we have to obey because of society that we're in, but we also have our personal our personal boundaries, our personal rules. And for some of you, this Chiron kicking up probably has shaken up those boundaries or it's, it's really created the opportunity for you to create some new boundaries. So that's a, that's a blessing and that's a really good thing for us to be working on in this energy right now. It also tells us about our power of endurance. Um, and our ability to concentrate during times of turmoil. And oftentimes we think of endurance as being tied to physical athletes, but actually we have emotional endurance. And uh, I know some of you, some of my clients have reached out and they, you feel like you're at your wit's end, you feel like you just can't go anymore in this intensity of this energy. And the truth is, is you can. The universe provides all these opportunities to us and for us, and as uncomfortable as they might be, they test that strength. And we have incredible, remarkable endurance as the human spirit. We wouldn't be survivors in, on this planet or energetically or even at the soul level if we didn't have this, this incredible 
endurance. So it's going to show you, Saturn is going to show you just some of your greatest strengths and, and that's really preparing us for how we use our energy. So Capricorn, the mantra for Capricorn is I use and it's really going to test us as to how we use those things that are showing up for us. So whether it's a new skill, a new gift, whether it's releasing the old and rediscovering who you are, that I am energy, Saturn is going to uh, challenge you to use what you have learned and use what you've discovered. It's, it's not going to allow you to discover something about yourself and then not put it into play. So it, it would be a great time to reflect here in September is, is where have you been the last couple of months? What have you learned? What have you discovered about yourself? And how might uh, the planets begin to start pushing you to activate? And for many of you, that's going to be uncomfortable because it's new and, and some of us don't like change and we don't like new, but we're always in that state of new. That, that status quo doesn't work for us anymore. It's a constant change. So that's September 6th when Saturn goes uh, direct into Capricorn. So then we have a gateway. So the, the fall, um, autumn begins, the fall equinox is the 22nd of September. So the magic number, 2-2, two, two, um, so September 22nd, it creates this portal for us. And so if you have been paying attention and kind of leaping to some of those opportunities that are being presented to you, the portal is going to open up on the 22nd. And so what I would say around that is between now and the, and the 22nd, really think before you act because the universe is going to give you lots of really great opportunities, but not all of them might not be the right ones for you. Some of those opportunities might hold you back or they might be reminiscent of your past or your old energy. We have a tendency to maybe fall back again before we totally sling forward and I say sling because that's probably the energies at the end of the year is that we're just going to be flung or slung forward. The second thing is really to set some clear goals um, that have some well-defined expectations or rewards out of it and and know that the universe is always going to deliver so when the universe starts to deliver reevaluate what's coming to you and then make an adjustment and so if you've been in a summer or the past couple of years you've been getting the same results that's a that's an opportunity for you to evaluate and reevaluate some of those previous goals uh, maybe you've outgrown them maybe your frequency doesn't align to them anymore maybe they aren't precise enough for you. So just spend some time and adjust and tweak them rather than being frustrated by them. Take the opportunity opportunity energy um, that's presented to you right now and just simply adjust that energy. Because it's it's you know this time of year fall it's water. It's that time of year it's the direction of west. It is about introspection and, and so if we follow that cycle and use this time, it can really be magical for us going into September and then October. So the other planet that is going direct is Pluto. So Pluto goes direct September 30th in, guess what, Capricorn. Da, da, da. So Capricorn is really going to be playing a lot um, with us. Uh, and again, that Capricorn energy is I use. So Pluto describes how we deal with our power, our, our personal and our non-personal, um, how we 
exercise it, how we utilize it, how we view it, how we uh, think about it. So think about some self-discoveries or some emergence, emerging energy things about yourself. You're going to be in a place of contemplation. Um, Saturn's going to want you to use it. And Pluto's going to have you thinking about how you're going to use it. And that can be both in present, but also Pluto has a big, strong tie to your future. So that's going to start giving you the threads and the inklings and the pathways for you between now and 2020. So it, Pluto has a very magical feeling about it. It's, it's our regenerative powers, our capacity for radical change. And it's actually a rebirth. Um, so some of you might be going through a time where you're leaving your job, you're leaving your significant relationships, you're leaving or your children are leaving home, or you're leaving your, your you know, long-time career and going into something else. You're leaving big things. You're selling your home. Um, those types of things, you might be leaving a lot of things behind or closing the book on a lot of those things because it is a major chapter in your life. So Pluto, Pluto's, uh, the energy behind Pluto is, you know, you start to move into this energy of, um, He's, he's governed by Scorpio, and that's more of what we desire. We often think of Scorpio as the, the sexual, um, the sensual parts of the astrology or parts of ourselves, but it's also what I desire. So those two together, what I use and what I desire, is going to continue to create these pathways for us, for us to manifest what it is we desire, what it is we want, but then as those things shows up, the, show up, the universe is going to quickly want us to use those abilities. So kind of be on our toes. September feels like it's a really good month. I know many of you are still reaching out to me. You might be struggling with some of the emotional wounds or the, the, the healings that you're still going through, but September feels like it, it can be a really magical month. And I know early part of September with the kids going back to school, um, kids leaving the house, going to college, those types of things, shaking it up, our routines are changing. So give yourself a little bit of time to get back into the third dimension routines that have been adjusted, but then begin to focus on the fourth and fifth dimension energy that's, that's actually in play right now. The other um, planets that I wanted to just give you a heads up is Venus and Neptune. So Venus has been powerful all summer long. We have had so much light and so much power and so much energy coming in. Um, when Mars went retrograde, Venus actually stepped up because we were doing so much emotional work. So we were feeling it more in the emotional layer. We were getting triggered a lot in our emotions. Um, things were just happening quicker in that emotional field in, in, a, in a way for us to quickly kind of whisk away or to move away the things that didn't serve us anymore in that place. But Venus, Venus is going retrograde um, starting October 5th into mid-November. And Venus is going retrograde in Scorpio and Scorpio energy is I desire. So don't hear this as a negative thing. Uh, this is going to be a time where we once again go internal. So up to that point, we've been getting external opportunities to 
experience the things that we like or don't like, experience our new gifts or the or tools or how we may have shifted in our life. But then when a planet goes retrograde, it's more internal. It's not external and those things that are happening around us. It's more internal. And so at that point, we began to really look at, you know, what do I have? What do I desire? Are they in balance or are they in balance? Do I need to do a little bit of work to bring those things into balance? Um, Venus is just a magnificent energy because she gives us a sense of beauty, uh, the enjoyment of pleasure, awareness. That's, a, that's where love and harmony, sociability, all those, all those pleasure-seeking things, the things that we love to find in relationships and within ourselves. But we're going to be working in that area early October into mid-November. So look for that opportunity. I'll be speaking more about that as, as time goes forward, but I want to give you guys a heads up because all these planetary influence, influences give us clues as to how we can best use our time. And it doesn't have to be challenging. It doesn't have to be painful. It actually can be really exciting for us. Um, so then Neptune. Neptune's been retrograde for quite a while and Neptune actually goes direct then the end of November so that's after that that period of, of Venus being retrograde and Neptune is it really opens the doors to a lot of m mystical experiences and it's, it's kind of that transcendental and transformative and and arts and evolutionary planet um, it's at that point we're really going to be uh, moving more into the mental parts of our energy field, kind of looking to discern where perception is and where um, reality is, uh, that where illusion and false appearances are. So Neptune is, is associated with us that we start to say, is this truth or is this just perception? Is this all an illusion? So, and again, I'll talk about that more into November because I, I want to make sure that as people are experiencing an opening of their gifts or an, ex an opening of the pathways that they're supposed to take, and they're getting those messages that they don't get confused. So we'll share some tips as we get into future months as to how do you bring clarity or how do you differentiate what you might be questioning as is this really the truth or is it just an illusion as to where I am. It's going to test the energy of I believe and, and what you believe about yourself, what you believe about your gifts, um, just what you believe in all sorts of magical um, magical energy. So I wanted to touch on, I, had, I did have a couple questions today, so I wanted to touch on that. So I had one of my dear clients who's, who reached out and said, I, I've been capturing all these orbs, particularly she noticed around the Lake Superior area. But what is great about the energies that are presenting themselves is all the helpers are stepping forward to help us through these evolution when the gateways open we often think it's a gateway for us but it's also a gateway for other realms other dimensions other beings to connect with us I do know that the angelic beings the fairies the the earth gnomes the animal spirits are really wanting to interact with us to bring us messages to make us feel more comfortable make us 
sure we understand that we know we're not alone through this. And so they're showing up more. The other piece of this is the technology that we have. So the pixels on the phones or the cameras the or the, the other technology that we use is so much more refined so we can capture that. Um, so it's not only that there's more of those beings that are around us, it is the technology, but the third piece of that is because it's you understand, like you have a belief, you, um, you're wanting that connection. So it's another message to you that you have that connection. So it's really those three areas. Um, I, I love telling the story that back in, oh gosh, it was probably 2005, 2006, I was doing a ton of traveling around the world and I was spending a lot of time in Sedona at that at that point just teaching and and spending time on the land there and I actually um, replaced my camera at that time because I thought there was something wrong with it because there were so many orbs and, and the just weird um, now I look at them they were amazing uh, prisms of color and rays of light but th there was a very short time I'm like what is wrong with my camera I went and got a new camera used that and then I just they were talking to me, my angels and guides were talking to me that there's nothing wrong with the technology other than they want to be seen. And so for those that are avid picture taking, just be prepared that you're going to have all sorts of orbs and rays of light showing up. It can be your family members that are stepping in just to let you know that they're there. Um, but it also can be the angels and the guides. And I'm noticing a lot that we're being interacted with with the uh, the extraterrestrial, those that are truly of a higher frequency. They're teaming up with all that we're familiar with. So we're pretty familiar with animal spirits and the earth, the elementals like the fairies and the and the sprites and you know those the earth elementals. And we're familiar with the ascended masters and the angels. Um, the next natural piece is for us to get curious about the astral planes and so they really are wanting to interact with us. The other question that I had was um, what's up with our bodies? Like what's happening in our physical? So many people are, are experiencing physical pain and our Earth is has gone through an adjustment. I don't think that she's fully done adjusting. I, I'm feeling um, ley lines. A really good indication for me is I, my house sits on a few ley lines, and they're very measurable. And I know when the Earth shifts, the uh, those ley lines under my house shift and then my appliances start to kind of act up on certain places in my house or light bulbs go out a little bit more. So I'm just very aware and the comical thing is I have to ask if it's a loved one or somebody coming in or is it the actual the earth and and this time we're going through some earth shifting and in that earth shifting our frequency will eventually rise and for those that have attended any of my sound healing events you've heard me talk about the 432 um, the so-called DNA Hertz it's the magical number that everybody's talking about that they you know music should be tuned to that and it was never able to be tuned to that because it's a it's, it's not a uh, easy divisible frequency and then there's 528 which is the heart um, hertz uh, is said to be the heart hertz and um, I taught a couple classes last year where actually uh, through that classes I was channeling and creating 
the PowerPoints and those types of things, I discovered that really the 528 hertz is, is not really the heart. We like to think it's the heart. We like to think it matches the heartbeat of Mother Earth. But to us, it is the heartbeat of Mother Earth, and it, it does shift, and it does ebb and flow. But it actually is tied to more of our solar plexus area. And so this particular um, client of mine asked and, and said, I'm really feeling it in my solar plexus. And I'm like, yay! That's because you're shifting. And that solar plexus is, um, it's where creativity is. It is, it, it's actually where the major blood vessel runs through. And, and this was at, at the class that I taught. I happened to have a few um, medical nurses that actually gave me a biology lesson or gave me a body lesson as there's actually your major artery runs through that solar plexus. So it starts to make sense that we would feel we would feel that that frequency. Um, just to give you a few um, a few indications is the heart usually beats at one to two point five hertz. Okay, so from a vibration, I'm talking about not a beat. Don't think of a beat. Think of a vi vibration number. The brain goes from anywhere from one to seventy. Um, Earth typically resides at seven point eight three, and then it pulses up. And down, so that's a that's a big shift. The sun is at 5.9, almost six gigahertz, not hertz, but gigahertz. And then water is um, 90 to 110 terahertz, so it's even more so than that. And the reason I just briefly touch on those is because the water content in our body is 70 to 80 percent and so it is important that we stay hydrated that is what is getting shaken up in our body is the fluids the water content and so as the earth shifts or as the frequency changes that's what you're going to feel so if you're feeling it uh, physically in your abdomen check your digestion make sure you're drinking enough water that you're not drinking too much water that you've got enough sodium or you've got enough so that your your body can hold on to the water so that you're not just flushing it all out um, and that is part of the shift that we're that we're in right now I'm just going to check on how I'm doing on time here um, the other thing I wanted to touch on today is with that shift and where the planets have been with Mars and then Venus going into retrograde is that we're getting shaken up again in the polarity of the masculine and, and feminine energy. And again, the um, everybody has masculine and feminine energy. Um, there are just certain places or feelings that we have that that demonstrate that masculine and feminine. So the masculine side comes from that place of strength, right? Strength is at the top end of the scale, whereas weakness is at the bottom end of the scale. So if you look at those two, if I were to draw a picture out and I'd say masculine, strength is at the top of your list and weakness is at the bottom. In contrast, the feminine side comes from a place of goodness. That's that love and compassion and all those good things. So on the feminine side of the scale, I'd put goodness at the top of the scale, whereas badness or evil is at the bottom end. Okay? So that's in the masculine and feminine. That's kind of the scale of 
of the energy, right? And then you develop the strength of the masculine side by having a deep belief or a deep belief in the value of your own life. Um, you understand your strengths, you understand your weaknesses, you understand where you're good, you understand where you're not so good, you understand where you need to improve. That's truly that I am energy, is that understanding of who I am and, and being real in that. Because again, um, we don't need to necessarily look at a weakness as a bad thing, okay? On the feminine side, you develop the goodness of the feminine side by having a deep belief in the value of life or of others. So the masculine is about yourself, the feminine is about life or working with others, okay? Does that make sense? And the balance between the masculine and the feminine side, it's so important because if you have too much strength for the amount of goodness you have, you can really do a lot of harm to people. And on the flip side of that, if you have too much goodness, for the amount of strength you have, you can really do harm for your harm to yourself because you tend to give it all away all the time. You tend to just focus on giving to others instead of tending yourself. Okay, so that's why that balance is really important. On a more physical level, if you have a strong masculine side, you have the ability to take control of your own life, right? And if you have a strong feminine side, you have the ability to let go of trying to control the lives of others. So those are some indicators where if you have strong or health in those upper in that upper scale. A strong female side keeps you from interfering with the choices that others might have or they might make for themselves. It's understanding that they others might need to make some mistakes or they might need to have that experience. All right. Those are the things that are, we're being tested on right now as, as this this Mars energy and this Venus energy comes in. It's it's testing or it's, I should say it's giving us opportunity to experience the balance between our own masculine and feminine energy, okay? So on terms of energy level, because I know some of you have said, I just don't have any energy. The energy output on the masculine side, you've always got energy available to put into accomplishing or doing something. That's the busy bee, that's the doing, got to get stuff done. While the feminine side always has energy available for doing what's right or what's good or for others, okay? It, that's just one of the, the feminine, so that's important to have balance in that area. Um, how developed one side is to the other or how um, we define the balance between the masculine and feminine, the balance not only determines how you treat others relative to yourself, but it also determines what type of emotions you most strongly feel or those things that you're most strongly drawn to. So notice where you might be out of balance and that um, your, your individual spirit is really trying or really showing you the opportunity to become in balance. Now in the physical body, there's actually a, a, the yang is masculine and the yin is female, but there's actually our organs and the masculine energy 
is like the large intestine, the stomach, the small intestine, the gallbladder, the bladder, the muscles, and the bones. And the female in the physical body is the lungs, your spleen, which is where your chi energy is, your heart, your liver, kidney, your fat, and your skin. So those are our physical. Those are the physical components of our body. And so notice, too, if you've got some issues going on in those physical organs or the physical parts of your body and what you might need to work on, what your physical body might be showing you, all right? In the emotional body, the masculine energy, it's more outward, more expressive, which can include anger, frustration, stress, and even fear. The feminine is more inward, so it's inward, it's quiet, peace, it's more acceptance, maybe calm, um, and of course that's where love is. Now we've got this etheric energy that wraps around us too. And the etheric level on the masculine that's electric and it's force and there's more rigidness to it. And the feminine, it's more magnetic, so it's more attracting to or drawing to. There's more flow to it and there's more movement. And I always look at clients when I see them. I look at their physical energy. I look at their emotional energy field. I look at their etheric field. And then, of course, the mental and the spiritual area just to tell me what's off in one area. And I've noticed, too, over the last few years, our energy fields are getting more complex or I'm just able to differentiate or see them very different because you might have a physical uh, layer or physical energy. That's one way and your emotional fields might be balanced a different way, okay? I want to touch on the mental body then. So the mental body, the masculine, is very scientific. It's about strategy and protection, and that's the provider. Competitive um, might be the corrector or the doers, the structure. Everything is based on facts, where the feminine is reflective, kind of pondering, be more curious, a little bit more flexible, carefree, kind of that's that caregiver coming in. Um, there's more community, more union. Uh, that energy is more being the connector. But there's also more assessment that comes into that. And that's where also intuition comes into that. So I touched on the physical body, I've touched on emotional, I've touched on etheric and mental. But when I look at the spiritual body, when you're balanced, that spiritual energy field pops open. It literally bursts open. And that's really the work that we're, we're working on now is making sure that our other fields are expanded, they're healthy, they're infused with divine light. Um, we're aware of them. We're, we're more aware of our emotions, of our physical body, of our thought processes. And when we balance those out, I tell you, the spiritual body, that energy field just pops open. And I, I feel that's where a lot of, of you are at right now is just really working, th really working through that. That's really where higher consciousness comes in. It's where oneness, or we start to think about being more of a collective consciousness of higher consciousness comes in. Um, we find that we're more grounded in gratitude. Um, we spend more time playing or at peace and certainly having more pleasure in life. And then we also experience more abundance and we are more awake and aware 
and that's where artistry also comes in or that creative energy and with that then we also feel tireless and timeless and thankful so I want to end this call um, just drawing attention to your physical being and just to pause for a moment and to wish for you that you always be grounded that you always be connected to Mother Earth, that Mother Earth and the energy of this planet supports you in your evolution, and that you be grounded there in gratitude. I wish for you then in your physical being and your emotional being that you have a life of play and peace and, of course, pleasure in your life. And that brings to you then full abundance, awakenness, awareness, and that you be comfortable in any artistry that you have. And with that, then you become tireless, timeless, and always thankful. So we are so desiring peace, love, harmony. We want to use and acknowledge all of us. And I acknowledge all of you and the beautiful light that you are. And we won't get peace through turmoil or fighting. We won't get love through anger, nor hate, or distrust. We won't have harmony through discord, or kindness through meanness, or growth through restriction. Or we won't have abundance when we live in scarcity. We gain love through love, and we gain peace through peace. We gain kindness through kindness, and we gain more abundance by giving more. In gratitude for all of you, love and light, this is Lori Wondra of your Life, life Corps.